Hi, and welcome to the Soul Rising Podcast. I'm Dana. During your time here, you will step into your soul through enlightened conversations, meditations, and stories about healing. I started my own journey on this path long ago by earning a master's degree in counseling, becoming certified in regression and Reiki, and doing countless hours of work to raise my own vibration. It is my hope that you will see yourself reflected in me and in my guests and find self-awareness or a healing method that will propel you further on your own path. It's my belief that we aren't just healing ourselves. We are also healing all the women who came before us and all who are yet to come. Join me every Tuesday to feel more in touch with the beautiful soul that you are. Welcome to your April 2021 monthly forecast. I have a special guest here with me again this month. Her name is Ashley Michelle, and I would love for you just to introduce yourself, Ashley, and just kind of tell me about the work that you do. Hello, hello. I'm Ashley Michelle of Starseed Shadows. Starseed Shadows is my baby, my business. Um, I'm a spiritual worker. I specifically work uh, with the shadow a lot and shadow integration and all of that. Uh, I'm an astrologist. I'm a tarot reader. I have been, I guess you'd say in the business quote of spirituality for the last three or four years, I have been in tune with spirit and on my spiritual journey since before I can remember. So what I like to say is like some of my earliest memories is me like playing with my grandmother's amethyst. So it's always kind of been integrated and in like guessing people's sun signs and things like that. And I decided to take it seriously a few years ago. And so Starseed Shadows is an Aquarius. The birthday of my business is February 10th. So that's what I do. And uh, I, I love tarot. I love astrology. And uh, I believe shadow work is necessary for spiritual growth and greater self-awareness and keener understanding of self and all of that good juju that we want. Higher quality of life. If that makes sense. Absolutely. It makes sense. So you mentioned playing with an amethyst that was your grandmother's. So was this passed down to you by other women in your family or other people in your family? Or um, is this something that you just sort of got into yourself? How did that evolve? So that's kind of a loaded question because yeah, it was, it was, there have been spiritual workers in the lineage of the generations of my family since before I can remember. So we're talking like my guides currently now, ancestor magic, if if that's the case. As far as my family line that's still alive, my grandmother was always really super into astrology specifically, always astrology and crystal work. So, and I'm the oldest out of all of the grandkids. So I remember it quite vividly her talking about star signs and her and I gabbing about it. As I got older, that energy sort of faded. And then I got really deep into it. Now, with that being said, my family is also very religious. So there's layers of religion on top of the spirituality coming into play. So not to go too deep down a rabbit hole, but when I started Starseed Shadows and when it was kind of realized that this was not a hobby, there was definitely some um, resistance from my family and wondering what I'm doing in all of that, especially when it came to connecting to my ancestors. It kind of 
became a level of real for them and they were just devil. You know what I mean? They have since come around quite a lot, actually. You know, my mom has me like reading her birth chart and, you know, like I say little things to my dad and my grandma is like back into it like she wasn't like she was before. And I think I think for them, them seeing where I am now in life versus where I was five years ago when astrology was just a hobby, but I was definitely dealing with low vibrational energy around me and being sucked into it. I think them seeing my transition and my transformation for the better has really made them realize, well, she's doing great. So, you know, whatever she's doing, keep on doing it. You know what I mean? So yeah, has it been passed down? Of course, of course, of course. Is it rooted? Uh, We're getting there. So yeah, it's kind of a loaded question. (laughs) Well, I love that because it sounds like you, like so many other spiritual workers that I have met and I've integrated with, I think our generation, and I'm assuming you and I are probably pretty similar in age. I think Mm -hmm. that part of what we are here to do as a generation is to break some old cycles and to bring us, you know, bring back the old ways, but in an, in a new way. So bringing back Mm -hmm. the old traditions, but having them be Mm -hmm. updated and, and more current and what the world needs right now. So it sounds like you're just doing that within your family line. Like so many, Mm -hmm. you know, breaking those generational curses, girl. Exactly. Yes. 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 Truly. I mean, truly, I really do believe that. I think as a generation, that is our purpose. And so here we are. Right. (laughs) That's amazing. Exactly. Now, how did you get into tarot specifically? So, did you teach it to yourself? So, I got my first tarot deck when I was 17 years old, and I'm 31 now. I still have that deck, actually. And yeah, I taught myself. So that's funny that you say that I was going through some old stuff of mine. I'm a cancer rising. I keep everything, and <laughs> I, everything. And I was going through an old journal of mine and I found a bunch of tarot notes. So like, even before I knew that that's what you're supposed to do, I was keeping tarot journals and um, recording my, my readings that I was, I was giving myself and my friends. So yeah, I am self-taught to say the least. I've been self-taught since I was 17. And then I did do a course through Bahati Life. If you know her, I've heard of her name. When did I do that? Last year. Okay. And that was really informative. I also listened to the Oracle of LA. If you guys don't know who she is, check wow. her out. She is amazing. I, I'm obsessed with her. She just approaches the tarot and such a beautiful and elegant and intelligent way and and relates the major arcana and the minor arcana to pop culture, to society, to literature that has been written in the past. And the Oracle of LA, hands down, and um, she does a tarot podcast and it's strictly only tarot. And she just goes really deep into those esoteric meanings of of the tarot. And if anybody's looking to learn, it's deep. I would probably say it's not really for a beginner. I'd probably say like moderate and, and above but you learn a lot. So self-taught and I've had some guidance along the way to get to where I am now. Our paths are so similar. That's so funny because Mm -hmm. I discovered not tarot, but Oracle cards when Mm -hmm. I was 16 and um, my aunt worked for Louise Hay. I don't know if you Mm -hmm. know who Louise Hay is. Hay House Mm -hmm. Publishing. Hay House. Yeah. Yeah. So she would send me some stuff and I was like, whatever. Okay, cool. You know, I was 16, thought I was too cool for this kind of stuff, but (laughs) 
decided to go to the bookstore one day and I was just browsing and I found Healing with the Angels Oracle deck by Doreen Virtue. It's old. She's great. Yep. But I do know the deck. I know the deck. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So I connected with that and I have just loved them ever since. And I do remember thinking, oh, I'm going to get into tarot. And I bought myself a tarot deck and it did not come with a guidebook. And I was like, all right, this goes to the next garage sale. Like I just didn't know what the cards meant. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. I can imagine that a little wild. Yeah. And at the time, you know, they're like Google wasn't a thing. Like it's mm-hmm. not like I'm look up these cards. I didn't have the book. Right. So I got rid of them. And I, so I've just used Oracle cards ever since. And I just finished a tarot intro to tarot class. And it's the most bizarre experience I've ever had because I feel like I am remembering these cards rather than mm-hmm. learning them. So yeah, I'm really I love that into tarot now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for you and anybody else who's listening, just keep reading people. Mm-hmm. And connect with your cards, you know, and I'm sure you know that as, as an Oracle reader that, you know, these decks have personalities mm-hmm. and they each have their own. And the more we get our energy around them, the more, the better and the, the clearer they read. So mm-hmm. it's just so cool. Yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing a little bit about your of story. We will get right into this reading now. I'm going to go ahead and just pull from my deck. As always, I'm using the Wisdom of the Oracle by Colette Baron reed This is one of my favorite Oracle decks. Okay, so we are starting with Building Blocks. So Building Blocks is about creating a foundation. So I think this is really interesting that it's going to come up for April as we are entering into Aries season, which is, you know, the beginning of the Zodiac, right? Mm -hmm. So this is Building Blocks is all about creating a foundation and setting ourselves up for success. So you know, a lot of people don't realize that Aries is the, really the beginning of the the year in terms mm-hmm. of mother nature and in terms of the stars. We so often associate January with, you know, New Year's resolutions and all those right. kinds of things. But really, if we're in tune with nature and with the cycles of life, April really is kind of the beginning of the year, right? Yeah, totally so agree. Time to get crystal clear on your intentions and the things that you want to build this coming year and to really sit with your intentions your goals, your hopes, your dreams for the future. And I also personally believe, I just would be remiss if I didn't mention this, but building a foundation also relies on meditation. So if anyone Mm. listening does not have a meditative practice, I highly suggest that this is a perfect time of year to begin that and to begin your connection to your intuition, because that will serve you in all other areas. What's so interesting is I did a podcast for somebody else last night and they asked me to pull an Oracle card at the end of it. And the Oracle card I pulled was meditate. Oh my gosh. There you go. You're on wild, the same right? line. <laughs> Seriously. It's such a collective energy we all have. We are so interconnected. It's wild. Gosh, that's incredible. What a yeah, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Card number two is TikTok. And this card reminds us that time is not linear, that we are not bound by the confines of time. And so when you are building these intentions and setting these goals and thinking about what you want, just remember that there's no timeline that you need to finish them in, that they, that it is unlimited, that you have unlimited chances. And um to not put constraints on yourself, to be gentle with yourself as you build your intentions and think about what you want, that they can be completed in any certain time frame, And also know that the healing that you do 
reverberates forward and backwards through time. So if some of your intentions Mm. are to heal yourself, know that you are also going to be healing past life versions of yourself, the future versions of yourself, as well as it radiating outward to the people that are in your life now and were in your past lives that like, like Ashley just said, we are all connected even through Mm -hmm. time and space. And so Mm -hmm. any healing work that you intend to do is going to have massive ripple effects through the Mm -hmm. world, especially this year, I believe. I think we are only becoming higher and greater in our vibration. And so remember that. And then the final card that I'm going to draw before Ashley pulls a few for us. Oh my gosh. This card came up so much in 2020 and (sighs) it felt like almost every single episode that I did. I'm so sick of seeing this card, but uh, here we are. It's the orphaned card. Oh, wow. So this card speaks to abandonment and working Mm. through our abandonment issues and the times that we have been left. And I'm, I'm feeling called Mm. just to say, because I'm talking about past lives and and the work that we do that reverberates really work on abandonment issues that perhaps are not even rooted in this life that have happened Mm -hmm. to you in times gone by or, you know, dealing with our ancestors. I know that personally, I feel that I'm cutting a lot of ties with some family generational patterns of feeling abandoned, you know? And so whatever comes up for you around this area, be sure to work through this because it has extra power to continue to help healing you um, within the space of feeling abandoned and orphaned and left behind. Does anything come up for you about any of these three cards in particular that you feel like you want to point out? Oh my goodness. Ah, so much, to be honest. It's like, where do we start? Mm -hmm. As far as building blocks go, I'll touch a little bit on both of them. It's just on all of them. It's just so important to, to remember, to continue to build forward, to build up, to continue that process. Often, more often than not, it's almost like what I was feeling called to make an analogy to, like working out New Year's resolutions. Everybody starts off strong and then they just fade off into, into the ethers. And it's just so important to continue to keep your eyes on your goals and on, on your, your prizes and understand your worth. Because more often than not, the reason why we are falling short for ourselves and not showing up is because we don't understand our worth. There's a limiting belief somewhere in there that we don't feel like we're worth it. And then that goes really leads right into the TikTok card where it's like, we have time. Things don't have to happen immediately. Things don't have to happen aggressively. They, they don't have to happen yesterday. Write out your list and take your time and, and work through it and be about it. Commit to yourself, commit to committing. And that's what it really comes down to. And orphaned, that, that got me, that one. I was like, just, I was thinking about my own personal abandonment issues and where they may stem from. And I was thinking about past abandonment issues and past lives. I was thinking about the generational trauma that I've inherited innately through abandonment issues from familial lineages that they don't even know that they're dealing with. And honestly, what really came up was, was gratitude. What came up was being fortunate enough to be able to analyze that. You know, our, our past lineages, our past generations, we're not fortunate enough to be able to get this sort of healing. So yeah, that resonated so much, so much. It gave me some food for thought as, as they say. Good. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm glad. And you know, orphaned, 
this card so often, I think people get it and they think, well, my parents didn't leave me. No, nobody actually like left my life, but Mm -hmm. you know, certainly there have been times when maybe you weren't approved of, or you weren't accepted. Right. Right. Isn't that a form where you felt alone? Orphaned is about feeling alone. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was seeing that the other day, like you could have grown up in rainbows and butterflies. There's a hole somewhere. Yep. There's a hole somewhere. Absolutely. So. None of us get out of here with that some trauma. It's, true. Say it, it's but... so true. It's so true. It's so it true. is. Yeah. Mm. All right, Ashley, let's see what your tarot cards have. To okay. add. I am using the Super Lunaris Tarot. I am not sure who it's by, but what I will say is it is beautiful. Mm. So this was the one that I wanted to pull for every or use for everybody today. Okay. So the first card that we got, this is our two of cups. Mm. And this energy again is for the month of April. What I will say is the two of cups came in upside down. Our two of cups, uh, there's a lot to kind of unpack here. First of all, we want to think of the number two, duality, as above, so below. And then we think of cup energy, and that's all about emotions, emotional ties, and love energy. This card specifically is about partnerships. It doesn't necessarily have to be romantic, but it can be. So the energy for the month of April is going to be very much about reanalyzing your partnerships and your relationships. Not to say that we want to, you know, break things off, but to say, let's go back and really, really, really rethink about how you are functioning in this relationship, in this partnership, and how the other person is functioning. Is the energy matching up? The thing about it is we are waking up as a collective, right? We are, are understanding ourselves more and connecting more, age of Aquarius. So in the process of making those connections, we want to make sure our vibrations, our vibrations are matching. With that being said, the star came in right afterward, our card of hope our card of hope, our card of peace, our card of overstanding, our card of knowing that, and this too shall pass and we can keep going and we can keep doing it. The month of April might have some bumps in the road when it comes to our partnerships, when it comes to connecting with other people. The point is about having hope and about having stability, says the King of Pentacles coming in right afterwards. What does stability mean to you and how do you achieve it? What does it actually mean? Sometimes I'll sit here and like ponder on some of these key words. Like, what do I actually think stability means to me? Well, you know, like, let's break it down. Stability for me would mean peace, uh, balance, equality, safety, reassurance, those sorts of words. So am I in a space with my partnerships where I'm achieving that? And if I'm not, let's, let's go back. Let's reanalyze how we get there and continue having faith in the process and hope in the process and understanding that all of these experiences are are happening for our greater good. Our higher self is, is looking down and continue going or looking through even and continue moving. Relationships in general can can be taxing. And again, this isn't necessarily romantic. Business partnerships, friendships, all of that, they can be taxing, they can be draining, they can be hard, especially when you're in that weird in-between stage of like realizing what is no longer serving you 
and, and realizing it's time to move forward. That can definitely be an area where you start to realize that certain relationships that you've coddled for so long no longer serve. And then it's like the guilt almost will come in because you feel like you're disappointing somebody because you're distancing yourself. And there's so many layers to understanding the self. And we understand ourselves through the relationships we create and through the dynamics of those relationships. So as we move into the astrological new year, there are going to be central strong themes surrounding relationships, which honestly makes all the sense because it's age of Aquarius. So we have the star, which is ruled by Aquarius. And then we have these themes around relationships. And then we have this big dick energy, for lack of a better word, the king of pentacles, <laughs> like all of the kings. This is a guy that like knows what's going on has his, his T's dot crossed and his I's dotted. Everything's in order. He is totally secure in his process. So it's, it's really about trusting the process and allowing certain layers to shed, not necessarily dismiss. If we have to dismiss, dismiss. But I'm not saying that we're going to have to dismiss everybody. What I'm saying, it's about reanalyzing how am I serving this relationship and how is this relationship serving me? Especially as women, not to say that men don't, but what I am saying, especially as women or women identifying people, we give a lot. And that's the one theme I've noticed across my platforms, across my clients, in my, my family dynamics, there's lots of giving and, and lots of sacrifice. So it's time to reanalyze the system. Are you giving back to me? Is this even? Am I stable? Oh my gosh. That's what I got. These cards, I feel like I, they're so in sync as well because are. there's a lot that came up in your cards. The two of cups also reminds mm -hmm. me of the relationship that we have with ourselves, especially the deck you're using where she's looking at herself. Isn't in the that mirror. crazy? Yes. And I so know. really- and what you were just talking about with taking care of ourselves goes back to this foundational piece mm -hmm. that you know, we can't help anyone else if we aren't cultivating our own foundation, right? Yes. The pentacles, the king of pentacles coming in with that earth mm -hmm. energy, the abundance, the um, stability mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. just care of ourselves. Of having enough. Right. right. And not, not abandoning ourselves. Exactly. Not abandoning exactly. ourselves. Exactly. Showing up, recommitting to ourselves. Absolutely. And remembering and it, that there's no time. There's no time. Frame, right. You know, there's no time frame at all. And that's what's so crazy. Like Aries coming in. Aries is a go getter. Let's do it. Like we're doing this, yeah. you know, that fire energy. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah. With all the relationship talk at first, I was like, damn, are we in Libra season? <laughs> Did we do the wrong month? Like, right? I love that. Oh God, poor Libra. But no, we are, <laughs> here we are I love, in Aries. <laughs> I, I love the connection you made though with her looking at herself and going back to the relationship of, of, of the self. That I thought was was really great. Gave me um, another way to look at the two of cups in general. Mm. I really liked that. Thank you. You know, yeah. and also what you were saying about the found, our relationships being the foundation of our lives too. And we can only serve our relationships through how much we take care of ourselves, right? Yes. 
that our so relationships true. with others will be broken if we don't have a strong mm-hmm. relationship with ourselves. So mm-hmm. center a lot of your attentions for this entire year mm-hmm. around making time and space for yourself and your own healing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So and it true. will ripple out to your relationships and to the foundation. So true. I love it. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Love it. I'm looking forward to April. I mean, I know there's always a lot to process, but I think that this is, this is a beautiful month of mm-hmm. beginnings and healing and making ourselves a priority. So thank you so this, much. This year I think will be really profound and um, really great for our spiritual growth and wellness and connection, connection, connection. I've been seeing it across other people's platforms, across doing things like this. The energy is different in a way. People are so eager to connect. And it's so interesting as we enter into the age of Aquarius, we enter it off of something like coronavirus where we had to stay separate, right? And then we're coming into the age of Aquarius where we need to connect. And the, the need for connection is so strong right now because of what's been going on and because of 2020s. It's so interesting. and people still believe in coincidences. I just, like, it just really, it just doesn't make much sense to me. But I I love that you make that point because we all are yearning for community and, Mm -hmm. you know, finding it in whatever ways that we can Mm -hmm. is so important right now. So I love that you made that connection. Yeah. You know, especially since a year ago, right now, we were all in the beginnings of the lockdown that we all thought would last probably two weeks, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like, yeah, yeah. Now that you say that a year ago tomorrow was when I have a background in um, the food service serving and bartending for like 10 years so tomorrow a year ago was when my restaurant closed and I remember I never had to do unemployment or anything like that and I remember calling my mom just crying because I'm like what do I do now like what is going on and this past year was so transformative for myself and to focus on starseed shadows and to realize like I no longer need to do something that I don't want to do to pay my bills. That was like my highlight of of the year to let go of that narrative that I had built up in my head, that I had had to do that to pay my bills. That's just not true. It's fake news. It's false. It's not true. It's something that I built up. It's a narrative. That experience gave me the enlightenment to realize that it was just a narrative and we can change the narrative like that. Gosh. Yeah. It's cool. You know, I love that you, you know, along with other people as well, but I just love that you were able to find something beautiful in Mm -hmm. a lesson that could have been so scary. And I think that is what allows us to thrive through the past year mm-hmm. to see the changes that we have been forced to make as a collective yes, society. Forced to make, yeah. Forced. We were all pushed to the brink in one way mm-hmm. or another and mm-hmm. um, allowing it to change you in a positive way is, you know, the highest vibrational path that we can ask for, right? Yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. That. Ashley, thank you so much for your wisdom and for adding to this episode. It's an honor to have you here. And, you know, if anyone listening really wants to have a tarot reading with you, can you tell us about the services that you offer and where people can find you? Yes, yes, yes. So um, starseedshadows.com is my website. And there I offer birth chart readings, year ahead spreads. Um, with the tarot, general tarot readings, and year-ahead birth chart readings. My most popular offer is my shadow package. It's Unveiling the Shadow, which incorporates both. So we look at specific points in your birth chart, 
And then we also do tarot. And that session is kind of like a kickstart for shadow work for anybody who's looking to get into it or even add on to the shadow work that they've already been doing. I'm currently working on a Lilith workshop. It should be out at the beginning of April. So right around the time that everybody will be hearing this. And that is going to allow you to do your shadow work at home on your own pace. So we dissect your Lilith points and we dissect Lilith in general. And there's tips and tricks at the end to work with the shadow and work with Lilith every day and during full and new moons and things of that nature. There's going to be a tarot spreader too in there as well. So I'm really excited about that. On Instagram, my handle is Starseed Shadows. On Thursday nights, I do a Think Tank Thursday, 7 p.m. EST. We just get together and we gab about witchy stuff. They choose the topic and we just go off and we gab. Um, I'll do live polls every now and then if people have questions. And yeah, I'm on Instagram as my main platform. If you really are into TikTok, I'm on TikTok as well, but Instagram is really where you can find me and the Starseed Witch on TikTok. So awesome. that's what I got going on. Thank you. I'll put links to your Instagram and to yeah. your website in the show notes below. And okay. just again, thank you so much, Ashley. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I hope you found information, clarity, or inspiration that you'll take with you today and use in your everyday life. If you enjoy my show, the biggest compliment you could give would be sharing it with your friends, subscribing, rating, and reviewing it on whatever device you use to listen. Visit me at thesoulrisingpodcast.com or at the underscore soul rising podcast on Instagram and Facebook. A huge thank you to Purple Planet for the music used in this episode. See you next time.